So let's take a moment, a quiet moment, perhaps where you are is nice and quiet. And take a deep breath and just think, where do I belong? Just for a moment, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Where do you belong? Is it your family? Perhaps a church? Nationality? Race? For me, my whiteness? Our social circle? Our home? So many ways of belonging. Where do you belong? What circles, what groups, what communities? And to be perhaps a little embarrassingly honest, the first thing that jumped to my mind when I started thinking about belonging is the song and that chorus, You Belong to Me. It's a song from way back in the 70s, Carly Simon and the Do Doobie Brothers. And then there's a whole other song, You Belong to Me, with a really strong refrain from back in the 1950s. And Dean Martin, Ella Fitzgerald, Joe Stafford singing it singing, you belong to me. And I wondered if maybe my brain jumped to this music because I like being wrapped up in belonging, not necessarily to a person, but communally, the way the sound, the music, or what we've just heard in the hymns, wrap us up in a sense of loving belongingness. But I also thought, you know, maybe I'm popping to this music first because I kind of want to dodge the question or the comfortable reality that sometimes belonging comes with exclusion. There's inclusion in the group and exclusion. And it made me think of the Sesame, Street, yeah, the Sesame Street song uh, that one of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. The shadow side of belonging can mean exclusive access or privileges or power perhaps for the ones that belong, you know, being on the A-list, which we see so much and hear so much of here in Los Angeles. Or if we head down to the US border and having US citizenship, or me being white. The interesting thing about belonging is that it does connect us and bring us into something bigger than ourselves. And sometimes that bigger thing can have a shadow side. But sometimes that bigger thing can also have a light side. Sometimes those both coexist. And sometimes that belonging can be one of pure light. And that's what today's gospel is all about. We have Jesus praying for his disciples and in a sense praying for us. And Jesus is with them. It's before he died that last evening. Um, in John's gospel, and, and Jesus is speaking and praying directly to God in the presence of the disciples. So they hear what we just heard in the gospel. They hear how intimately Jesus sees that we belong to him, how intimately we belong to God. He says, all mine are yours, and yours are mine. This is the ultimate belonging, belonging to God. You know, all mine are yours, says Jesus, and yours are mine. When I think of my own belonging in relation to God, I 
think of belonging to the church or obviously to my profession here as a priest, belonging to Christianity. But it can be a challenge to stretch, to really embrace the idea of belonging to God, to being God's own. And we affirm this and as a core part of every baptism we do, Reverend Nate or I or whatever priest is doing the baptizing after the water will trace the sign of the cross on each forehead with chrism, with anointing oil. And we say, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Think about that. Marked as Christ's own forever. The ultimate belonging and belonging to God. And it's pretty humbling. That belonging is just as we are, just as we are with our warts, our faults, our gifts, our the 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 good, the not so good, the gifts, the not so gifts. All of that, we are God's. And Jesus says, to God, all mine are yours and yours are mine. This is a belonging to a love bigger than our understanding, more encompassing, more all-encompassing, more grace-filled, more liberating than any love of the world that we can ever know. This is love offered freely, given to every cell of our being. But simply belonging to God and belonging to this incredible love, that's not the whole story. Belonging has a purpose. All mine are yours and yours are mine so that they may be one as we are one. It's a beautiful circle or union. God, Jesus, belonging to one another. Us, Jesus, belonging us, God, Jesus, all is one. So it kind of brings up the question, why do we need to be one, all of us, if we already belong so intimately to God? Isn't the blessing of each of us belonging to God enough? Well, no. We may not belong to this world. We may belong to God, but the reality is we are in this world. And being one of God's own doesn't lift us to a higher, more exclusive plane. Jesus is really explicit in his prayer, asking God, I'm not asking you to take them out of this world. And that's because we have a mission to share God's love in the face of all that is so horribly broken. We have a mission to share the good news of the love that saves, that liberates, and that gives life. And how we do that is we are to live the good news of the love that saves, to be that love, the love that liberates and gives new life and makes things new. This is love to be given away, a counterforce to all evil and abuse and injustice. So Jesus's prayer acknowledges head on that being in the world while belonging to God and that sharing the godly love is not a cakewalk. Belonging to God and sharing that light means we will encounter resistance and hatred even, 
We just think of the pushback and the violent pushback against the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter is challenging every way that everything from law enforcement, employment, housing, and so much more has denied the dignity of Black people. How the dignity of people of color been trampled on. Oh, and then I think of the violence against people of Asian descent right now. That's been multiplying hundredfold by hundredfold during the pandemic. So God knows, Jesus knows that bringing love into the world is a challenge. That belonging to God and bringing that belongingness here and now is a challenge. So what does Jesus ask, also ask God to do? He asks that God protect us in our love spreading work. He says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them. He says that he has guarded them. He guards us. And in other translations, he asks God to guard us, to keep us safe. So belonging to God means more than belonging to love. It means that we have a love that can protect us and that can keep us safe in love. It's a love that blesses us with the truth while we are here in and of the world. And it means sharing God's love with all those things that are in the words of Sesame Street, not like the other. So the call is to Look at worldly definitions of belonging and discern where there may be exclusion, where, where there may be shadows that need light. What horrors in society or culture need to come out of obscurity to come out and be healed? And this isn't easy because we need to be very careful and very prayerful and very discerning in how we do this. Christianity has a long history of warping belongingness into exclusivity, into Christian exclusivity. We are better than you. And Christianity and Western cultures have a long history of imposing what we consider to be benchmarks of belonging on others. I mean, think about the Crusades, the crusade to convert the infidels while perpetrating horrific murders or colonial imperialism in Africa, settling Africa. Think of our own history of slavery and ways that Christians have taken pieces of scripture to justify enslavement, to justify keeping people in poverty. This is where we need to be in continual prayer and look to Jesus as he prays. Praying for how do we share love in ways that grant the dignity of all? How do we share love in the way that Jesus shared love while he was with the disciples in his years of ministry? How do we respect one another? How do we listen to one another to know what inclusion acts we need to take? What, how to express belongingness, how to embrace each other? Because we are to be one, not according to our vision, but God's vision. And that's where our prayers go. We all belong to God and are called to share that belonging. 
And next week during Pentecost, we'll celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. We'll celebrate Jesus sending the Holy Spirit. It's a reminder and as a presence to guide us in justice and truth, to guide us in this love. So we're not alone. 